بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله we begin by praising Allah سبحانه وتعالى um, for gathering us today on this blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah which of course is a day of happiness for the Muslimin but today it's also a day of sadness and that is because it's the final Jumu'ah that we have in the blessed month of Ramadan Subhanallah and how fast the month has gone by how quick this month has passed by and time like they say waits for no man waits for no person Subhanallah so we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we ask Allah Azza wa for his blessings we ask Allah Azza wa for his mercy and for his forgiveness and for the acceptance of all of our deeds Ameen Rabbil Alameen Subhanallah Ramadan has come and Ramadan is about to leave Allah Azza wa We've heard this ayah time and time again throughout the month. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. Oh you who believe, oh people, oh Muslims. Allah is talking to the people of Iman. We've made fasting fard for you as we made it fard for those before you. La'allakum tattaqoon. So that you become people of taqwa. This was the purpose. Why did Allah make us fast this whole month? Why did Allah give us this, this, this job, this duty, this worship of fasting? Is to train us so that we can train our nafs. If we can stay away from things which are usually halal, like our eating and drinking, our intimacy with our spouses, those things are halal, those things are permissible. But if we can stay away from that whilst fasting, then surely we can stay away from that which is haram, that which Allah dislikes, that which Allah hates. The muharramat, the forbidden matters. So Ramadan and fasting is a, is a training so that we become people of taqwa. We become people who give up sin. We become people who fulfill the wajibat, the fard, actions that Allah wants from us. That's taqwa. Taqwa means that we fear Allah. We are conscious of Allah. We feel Allah is watching us. We know Allah is watching us and He hears us. He knows everything about us. This is taqwa. So by this, we abstain from haram because we know Allah is watching. Allah is aware. And we fulfill our wajibat. We make our salah. We dress appropriately. We are good to our parents. We control our tongues and so forth. We become better people, alhamdulillah. This was the purpose of Ramadan. What's our duty now is, we are at the end, right at the end. Today is the 27th day. Today is the 27th day of Ramadan, which means there's two days or maybe three days left. Right at the end we are. The question we need to ask ourselves is, have we become people of taqwa or not? We've had 27 days. It's gone, it's the 27th day. Did we achieve the goal of taqwa or not? Every Muslim must ask himself and herself this question. We need to now introspect, meaning you to sit down and think. Have I changed? Have I become better? Have I changed my bad habits? Am I still the same person from before Ramadan? If this is the case, 
then we need to realize our time is running out. Our time in this blessed month, which is the month of Tawbah, it's a month of change, it's running out. And we need to fix up now. We have the end, we're still in this month, alhamdulillah, make the most of it. This is our first nasiha for today, which is make the most of the end of Ramadan. Make the last your best. You've got these two, three days, two, three nights left. Maximize your benefit in this time. Don't be like those who, you know, Eid is on our doorstep, so we start to wind down. We start to come off of the high of worship and we start to slack in our Quran. We start to read less Quran now because, you know, it's coming to an end. So we're getting ready to go back to normal. We're getting ready to go back to normal. We shouldn't be like, we should be finishing on a high. A great Imam, Ibn al-Jawzi, rahimahullah, he made an analogy and he said that if you look at the race horse, what does he do when he reaches the end of the race? He exerts himself. Any race, in fact. If a person is running a race, you need to keep energy for the end. So that when you get to that finish line, you're going to push yourself as hard as possible to finish as best as possible. So he says, do not let the resource be more intelligent than yourself. Because as we are reaching the end of Ramadan, we should be like him and better than him by striving, by exerting ourselves, by trying to make the most of this month. Shaykh al-Islam, rahimahullah, he said, what really counts are good endings and not flawed beginnings. What really counts is a good ending, not a, a bad start. So let's, let's say we started off this month, we didn't make the most of it, we wasted some time, we still did some haram. The most important thing is that we end off on a high. As opposed to starting off good and ending off weak. So inshallah we should make a niyyah that for these next few days we are not going to slack. We are going to push as much as we can, read as much Quran, do as much good as you can. Make sure you're in the Taraweeh programs. There's only a few nights left. Maximize your benefit from these nights. Because once they go, they don't come back in a hurry. We have to wait a whole year and we don't know if we'll ever see them again. The rewards during these days and nights are like no other. Subhanallah. So let us be intelligent, inshallah, and make use of these, of these days. The 29th night must still come. It's still an odd night. It's still a possibility for Laylatul Qadr. It's still a possibility. So let us push, inshallah. Let us make sure we end off on a high. Then, what comes after Ramadan? The question has to be asked, what comes after Ramadan? We have to understand, ayyuhal muslimun, that Ramadan, Allah Azza wa Jal sends Ramadan like a boost. It's something that we get during the year that is there to boost our iman. It is there to bring us back on track. It takes us away from all the bad habits that we developed, all the negligence, the heedlessness that we developed through the year. Alhamdulillah, Ramadan comes and we come back to Allah. We start to wipe out the bad and the sin and the bad habits and we come back onto the path of Allah. 
But the goal of Ramadan then is to motivate us and to keep us so that we can move forward with istiqamah. And that's the idea of developing taqwa. That once we are back on track, inshallah we are going to stay on this path. So our first niyyah that we are making today was we are going to exert ourselves and make the most of the end of Ramadan. The next niyyah that we need to make is that after Ramadan, I'm going to maintain my worship. I'm going to maintain this taqwa that I developed. I'm going to stay on this path of taqwa by staying away from bad things. By abstaining from those haram, bad habits that we developed before Ramadan. That we gave up in this month, alhamdulillah. Because this is the purpose of Ramadan. The purpose of Ramadan is to make us people of taqwa and so that we can stay close to Allah Azza wa Jal. Not that we only worship Allah in Ramadan. Not that we only read the Quran in Ramadan. So what did Ramadan teach us? What did Ramadan teach us? Ramadan taught us so much. If you think about it, Ramadan taught us that we are able to fast for one month straight. We are able to fast for one month straight. If we are able to do that, shouldn't we be able to fast throughout the year, maybe a Monday or a Thursday, which is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu Ramadan taught us we are able to do it. It's not impossible. It's not difficult for us. We are able. So let us be of the sa'imin throughout the year, inshallah. This is what the month teaches us. Ramadan taught us that we are able to sit with the book of Allah on a daily basis. It taught us that we are able to sit and read the Quran every day. Even if it was for a few moments. No matter how much it was, but we sat and we read the book of Allah. Shouldn't we then be able to do this throughout the year? This is what the month teaches us. That you do not have to be an alim to worship Allah. You do not have to be a great scholar to be able to do simple acts of worship. It's easy to worship Allah Azza wa Jal. Islam is a deen that's easy. It's not an overbearing religion. It taught us that we can reconnect with Allah's book. Allah Azza wa Jal says in Surah Al-Furqan, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُ هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا The messenger, he complained. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam complained. He said, Ya Rabb, O oh my Lord, O oh Allah, my people have taken my book, this book, the Quran, and they've deserted the Quran. They made hijrah of the Quran, mahjura. They deserted it. They left it away. They left it beside them. They put it behind their backs and they carried on with the dunya. Working for the dunya. Living for the dunya. And they deserted the book of Allah. Allah Azza wa Jal tells us that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam complained about this. Subhanallah. And this is something scary. We should ask ourselves, are we of these people? 
that the messenger is complaining about because he said, my people, qawmi, they, they are the ones who deserted the book. Ramadan taught us, we are not going to be of those people. We are able to read the Quran. We are able to sit, whether it's one page, one line every day, or half a page every day, but do not deserve, desert the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what the month teaches us. Ramadan taught us we can be attached to the masajid. We can fill the masjid, not just for Jumu'ah. We come every night. Qiyamul Layl, Taraweeh, the daily salah, Fajr, masajid are full, alhamdulillah. Ramadan teaches us, if you can do it now, you can do it then. If you can do it in Ramadan, you can do it in Shawwal. If you can do it in Ramadan, you can do it throughout the year. Because the Lord of Ramadan is the Lord of Shawwal. Huh? The Lord that we worship in Ramadan is the same Allah that we worship throughout the year. He's the same Allah Azza wa Jal who asked us to come to the Masajid, who instructed us to read the book, who instructed us to make salah and to pay zakah and to fast. This is what Ramadan teaches us. That we are more than capable of worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal. We are more than capable of being people of taqwa. We are more than capable of being of the awliya of Allah. The awliya of Allah, the people who are close friends of Allah Azza wa Jal, pious slaves. What, who are the awliya? Allah tells us in the Quran, Ala inna awliya Allahi, la khawfun alayhim wa lahum yahzanun. Who are they? Alladheena amanu wa kanu yattaqoon. Allah describes them for us. They are those who believe in Allah, they have iman, and they are those who have taqwa. That's a wali of Allah. A person who believes sincerely in Allah, he worships Allah alone, and he fears Allah. Those are the awliya of Allah. Does that mean that we, are, we cannot be from them? That they are a select group? A select group? That only certain people can be from these people? And we are not going to be of them because maybe our lineage is not the same or the skull of our skin is not the same or we don't have the same amount of money or the same amount of knowledge. Allah Azza wa Jal said there are those who have Iman and there are those who have Taqwa. Nobody is exempt from this. Anybody can reach these levels. We just have to strive. We just have to be consistent. We just have to make an effort and be sincere towards Allah Azza wa Jal. So our second niyyah we said that we are going to make is we are going to maintain our consistency. We are going to be people of istiqamah, people of taqwa, steadfast, and people who fear Allah throughout the year. Not just in Ramadan. We are going to carry on with our deeds that we developed in Ramadan, outside of Ramadan. This is the niyyah that we make at the end of the month. This is the niyyah that the Muslim must make at the end of the month. Insha'Allah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in a hadith, Ya ayyuhal nas, alaykum min al-a'mali ma tutiqoon. He said, oh people, you should do whatever you can of good deeds. Do whatever you can, as much as you can. Try your best. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَمَلُّ حَتَّى تَمَلُّ For indeed Allah, he does not become tired until you become tired. What does this mean? Allah never becomes tired. He means Allah will never become tired of giving and rewarding you and blessing you 
and forgiving you until you become tired, when, meaning when you stop worshipping Him. He's not going to. So as long as we continue, Allah will never become tired. He will always give. He will always bless. He will always forgive. He will always have mercy. And so forth. We just have to be consistent. That's what the hadith is teaching us. We have to be consistent. And then the Prophet said, وَإِنَّ أَحَبَّ الْأَعْمَالِ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَا دُوِّمَ عَلَيْهِ وَإِنْ And indeed, he said, the most beloved of deeds towards Allah are those which are the most consistent. Even if they are very small or very few. This is what Allah loves. Allah loves what? He loves consistency. He loves that we are people who worship Him consistently. We are constant in our ibadah. We read the Quran every day. Doesn't mean you have to read a whole juz. He said, in Even if it's a little bit. You sit for five minutes every day with the book of Allah. Ten minutes every day with the book of Allah. That's the most beloved thing to Allah. You give sadaqah whenever you get the chance. Even if it's a little bit. You gave us a few rands here, two or three rands here, 50 cents one day, that's all you had. But you gave it for the sake of Allah. You were consistent in your sadaqat. This is what Allah loves. You come to the masjid as often as you can. This is the most beloved thing to Allah. Because it's a sign of iman. It's a sign that we are, we are close to Allah. We are attached to Him because we are constantly worshipping Him. Even if it's very few. Even if it's a little bit of worship. But this is what Allah loves. This is the most beloved thing to him. And at the end of the hadith, he said that the family of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, whenever they did something, meaning a good deed, righteous deeds, they would persist in doing it. They were people of istiqamah. The Prophet's family sallallahu alayhi wasallam, were people of istiqamah. Whenever they did good, they maintained it as best as they could, as much as they could. So this is the niyyah, inshallah, that we take this good that we've developed in this month throughout the year, even if it is a, a little. And Allah doesn't expect us to be on the same levels that we are in Ramadan. It's okay that you do more in Ramadan than outside of Ramadan. That's expected. But be consistent. Have the sincere niyyah every day I will make time for the Quran. Every day I will make time for the masjid. Every day I will try to help someone. I will make tawbah. I will make sure I hold my salah. My salah, my salah. This must be our niyyah, inshallah, as we come to the end of this month. That we are as consistent as possible. From the specific deeds that we have is of course fasting the six days of Shawwal. The Prophet ﷺ said, Man saama Ramadan thumma atba'ahu sitan min Shawwalin kana kasiyam al-dahar. Whoever fasts the month of Ramadan and then follows it up with six days from Shawwal, it will be as if he fasted the whole year. He gets the reward of fasting the whole year. So another niyyah we make is, we're going to finish Ramadan on a high we are going to uphold our ibadah throughout the year, have a joyous day of Eid, and then plan that in the next month I'm going to fast six days. Whether it's the first six, the last six, any six, 
just make a niyyah that I'm going to fast six days of Shawwal. If you do this, the hadith says you get the reward of fasting the whole year. And who from amongst us can fast the whole year? It's, it's, I won't say it's impossible, it's possible, but you will get the reward of fasting the whole year. So as much as we said we're going to uphold the good, more importantly, we must abstain from the haram. This month we developed taqwa. We gave up many bad habits. We changed a lot of sins that we were doing through the year, heedlessness set in. Ramadan came and we gave it up. We made tawbah, we rectified our fears. And the intention is, as we go forward, we are not going to return to those sins. We are not going whatever the sin was. Whether it was a private sin that only Allah knew about, whether it was something public, whether it was between people, Whatever the sin was, we are not going back to our sins. A sign that our Ramadan was accepted. People often ask the question, how do we know we had accepted Ramadan? The same like they ask, how do we know our Hajj was accepted? Who can know if the Hajj was Nobody knows. You do your best, inshallah, we pray Allah accepts from us. But a sign of acceptance of Hajj, just like Ramadan, is that after that great act of worship, the person does not go back to the haram that he was upon. He does not go back, back to the bad deeds that he was upon. This is a sign of acceptance. A sign that we, our Ramadan was either not accepted or very, very low in terms of its quality, is that the moment the month goes, we return back to our old selves. The moment Hajj goes by, Hajji comes home and what happens? He goes back to the person he was. The same old sins, the same old bad habits. This is a sign that there's either very little reward of that Ramadan or Hajj, or it was not accepted, may Allah protect us. So as we come to the end, the day of Eid is going to be upon us. Today we'll be celebrate. What are we celebrating? Why do we celebrate Eid? What are we celebrating? We are celebrating the fact that we just came through a great time of worship. That's what we are celebrating. We are celebrating that Allah blessed us with Ramadan. We fasted, we stood in the night prayers, we recited the Quran, we gave charity. And now we celebrate. We have a day of happiness. And that's why the scholars would say, like Ibn Rajab said, لَيْسَ الْعِيدُ لِمَنْ لَبِسَ الْجَدِيدُ وَإِنَّمَا الْعِيدُ لِمَنْ طَاعَةُ تَزِيدُ Eid is not for the person who only wears nice new fancy clothing. That's not Eid. Eid is for the one who increased in worship. Eid is for the one who came close to Allah. That's the person who has Eid. Because he celebrates. He's overjoyed. Eid is not about being fancy and dressing up. That's a part of Eid. It's permissible. It's recommended even, yes. But that's not the goal of Eid. The true person who celebrates Eid is the person who came close to Allah. Is the person who came close to Allah. And that is why the worst thing that we can do on Eid, on the day of Eid, 
is a day of haram. We make Eid a day of sin. We make Eid a day of sin. The first thing that we do, we go out and all the good that we did, we start to destroy it one by one. One by one. By going back to the haram, by, by indulging in haram. Sufyan al-Thawri was one of the great imams of hadith from the tabi'u tabi'in. He went out on the day of Eid and he said to his students, the first thing we will do on this day, we are going to lower our gaze. This wasn't, this was a great scholar who had many, many, many students. He said, the first thing we do on this day, we're going to go out, we lower our gaze. Subhanallah, what about us? This was in those days, what about in today's day and age? Where the fitna is much worse. As we go out, we lower our gaze. We are not going to have gatherings of haram, of intermingling. We are not going to go and kiss the neighbors and this lady who is not a mahram and, and so forth. Because this is the culture that has, become, that has become Eid. Where we shake hands with the opposite sex and kiss the opposite sex and greet them. and It's just a day of celebration in complete disobedience to Allah. In complete disobedience to Allah. We were up for Fajr and Suhoor every day. The day of Eid, we wake up for the Sunnah prayer. But we don't wake up for the Fard. We make an effort, we take a ghusl, we put our new thawb on, we go to Masjid for Eid Salah. Remember this, Eid Salah will never be as great as that Fajr Salah. Because Eid Salah is not as important as Fajr. Priorities. So we don't start, we just finish Ramadan and we start to destroy our Ramadan. This is the reality. Allah says, don't be like that woman that seamstress. She was sewing and sewing and sewing and what happened afterwards? She undid the whole thing. Don't let this be our Ramadan. We did all the good, all the good, all the good. And the day of Eid comes, we undo all our good. Untie everything, it's gone, it's wasted. Subhanallah. So let the niyyah be there, that at the end of this month, we are going to maintain our taqwa levels. By abstaining from the haram, the bad that we gave up during this month, and we are going to maintain our good deeds that we started in this month, because that's the purpose of Ramadan. If we can do that, then inshallah, this is a clear sign our Ramadan is accepted. This is the sign. You want a sign? This is the sign. This is the sign that your Ramadan was accepted. If this is not going to happen, then there's a big question mark. Not judging anybody, this is a general message. Only Allah knows whose deeds are accepted and not accepted. That's why we need to make dua. Ibrahim salam taught us, even he made dua, Rabbana taqabbal minna. If that was Khalil, the great slave of Allah, then we must also make this duas. The end of Ramadan, beg Allah. Beg Allah to grant you istiqamah. Beg Allah to grant you acceptance, complete forgiveness, and that he makes you other people of taqwa throughout the year. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Shadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayka.